This episode of The Patch is brought to you by Squarespace, the all-in-one platform that makes it fast and easy to create your own professional website, portfolio, or online store. For a free trial and 10% off, go to squarespace.com and use offer code PATCH11. That's PATCH and the numbers one and one. The Patch. The Patch. Hey, welcome to... I always forget that. You're really good about that. That's, you know... I got my eye on the prize. He's a smart one. <laughs> Welcome to the patch. I this replaced week. the pretty one. This Gus, <laughs> Bernie, Ryan, and Gus. Yeah. He did hey! it. Good job. Good job, so Good job control room. <laughs> I'm so happy with yourself. <laughs> Welcome back. Listen, before I catch any shit in the comments, I just want to point out that neither of these two guys is Ashley either, so that is true. don't just blame me. You're, yeah, you're the one pointing it out, man. <laughs> I just, listen, I know what kind of grief I'm going to get. Except that at the end of the program, one of us will rip off the mask like... Uh, that Mission fucking, Impossible. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Style, and it's actually there were a lot more movies, by the way, that you had masks. Yeah, but Mission Impossible were really kind of popular. Right? Not, oh my god! For that. Did you? You're a big fan of Key and Peele, right? Yes. Love okay. It. Did you know, by the way, that both Live Crew Girls have now been on Key and Peele? Oh, oh really? Did not uh, Milana that. was in the Vampire Sketch. Okay. And Stevie was in the Kung Fu Sketch, the the groping Kung Fu Sketch. I don't know if I saw that one. It was a karate school like thing. I actually didn't see that one either. Okay. yet. I'm not up to date. But Freddie W made a really mm-hmm. incredible video with the Key and Peele guys, which the whole, like, ripping the masks off thing yeah. you think about. It. You should watch it if you haven't seen it yet. So, Watch it. That's, an, that's a command. <laughs> so that's our verse video game topic Those, of the day. <laughs> that show is really funny. Those guys are really coming in their own, Key and Peele. Uh, we, we definitely need to. We, t- we, we talked about them last year on I totally agree. RT Podcast for mm-hmm. uh, awards. Uh, this year we should definitely talk about that show some more before awards season pops up. Are we going to have awards for the patch? Huh. You just blew my mind. Can we just, like, steal the video game section of the uh, sure. podcast awards? Yeah. It was one, All right. God, there was one section that I wanted to add to video games this year, and I forget what it was. I'll think of it, and I'll come back to it. Best oh, microtransaction? We need a, I think we need a category for best mod. Best for best user-created right. mod. Interesting. I mean, because it's something that we've never talked about before, and it's getting to, to me to be bigger and bigger. It's, sure. it's That would be kind of hard to nail it down. I mean, aside from... Big things like DayZ. There's just so many of them out there. People doing it all the time. Right. I think it's something that we would have to have the users of the community help yeah, us kind of absolutely. curate some of those things. We'll have to rely on uh, a lot of our, our PC uh, <laughs> patch panelists. Patch panelists. <laughs> hey, That's really hey, funny hey, to, uh, to, to contribute guys. to that. We actually talked about for RTX next year having the uh, uh, the patch panel. And that, like, that we all got so excited when we heard we were going to have a patch panel. We'll all show up dressed like Cat5 and split up like eight individual wires and... Oh man, I'm, I'm type. I'm type A. <laughs> we did something with uh, Gavin the other day. I did something with him uh, out in LA. We're in the middle of the desert doing it, and uh, he showed me. He was nervous about anybody touching his the camera, the Phantom camera. He showed me a cable that on one end is an RJ45, like a typical Ethernet connector, mm-hmm. the plastic mm-hmm. one. It's got that little plastic tab on it. He's so protective of the cable because if the plastic tab on that breaks off. It pretty much renders that cable useless, and it's an eight hundred dollar cable. Jesus. Cable's about this long, by the way, and it's eight hundred bucks. <laughs> wow! To replace it, I guess it's not like Cat Five. You can't recrimp it. I I, I was just wondering that as could. I was saying I was that I was wondering. Yeah. you have to be able to recrimp. It's sure, not yeah. like magic, yeah. right? Yeah, you just have to know what order the wires are, as long as it's you know a standard order. Yeah, <laughs> it's just, I don't think it's something Gavin's ever done before. Yeah. Or it might be like so specific that it's this length, and when uh, you cut off the the impedance increases, and then you just fucked. Yeah, or like or it's like the wavelength hits it different. Yeah, or something something bizarre happens. It goes twice as slow, which is incompatible with saving. Yeah, I wouldn't put it beyond it, man. <laughs> it's a weird thing because the 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 slow motion camera. You think about it in terms of it's slow motion, but it's actually super high speed. Yeah. Everything that camera does is, you know, enormously fast frame rate. And mm-hmm. it's like dumping a ton of data and all that stuff. And so it's a fun process to watch him do it. Yeah, it's either called slow-mo or high-speed photography, high-speed cinematography. And But you always have to clarify, too. Yeah. It's like when you talk about gauges of wire, like when you go up a gauge in wire, you're actually going down. Like it's a, a, a thicker thin- wire. A thicker wire at lower gauges. Yeah. Right, exactly. Right. And so it's like, it's like with shotguns, too. It's like, anyway, you got to do that. You got to explain that to people when you're talking about it. <laughs> it's like we're going a longer distance, so we need a, a lower gauge wire, but it's a, thi- it's a higher gauge. It's a thicker gauge. wire. Yeah. 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 All but, right. Uh, it was fun. It was fun. It was, it, it was really interesting to watch Gavin do that stuff because a lot of what he films, like for Battlefield, is expo- explosions. And I know this isn't a video game topic, but it is a technical topic. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, w- I had to ask Gavin, like, what do you do for exposing the image where when you have something on screen and you're exposing for that and then it explodes mm-hmm. and you're exposing 10,000 frames in a second, you already need a ton of light for that. 
how do you like not make the beginning of the shot blown out or not make the explosion too dark? And yeah. he's just—he's amazing at it. He's great it, at what he does. It's weird seeing him actually be competent and know what he's doing. <laughs> and then Dan is competent every now and then too. Yeah, that battlefield video when he was explaining how grenades work, I was like, "Wow, you—you you know your stuff." I think if you're going to use one, it's probably good if you have a pretty good understanding of what it does. Yeah. Do you think so? Yeah, I'm think that might be one of the high explosives. Do, do, do you need to know anything beyond it blows up? Yeah, pull. Throw. I think you would want to know a little bit more, like how big does it blow up, or you know, what what where, where will it blow up? If I'm underwater, is it still going to kill me? You know, there's lots of things that are important to know if you're handling high explosives. The problem is though, when you get that deep into knowledge, yeah. then you get you know like standard deviation of fuse time, and then you just freak yourself out you know, <laughs> holding this thing. I, I know I totally would. Yeah, it's between three and five seconds. I hope it's more on the five and less on the three. Good lord. Holy okay. hand grenade physics. All right. Video game. Video can, we, game. can we segue to some yes. hand grenade stuff? Let's you guys, uh, we all have PS4s. We, yes. Well, here at work, yeah. Yeah, and you have PS4s. So have we home. all have PS4s. All got them on launch day. I was actually out uh, in New York City for the PS4 launch, and uh, one of the games I've been playing is Blacklight. I'm shitty with grenades in Blacklight. <laughs> I gotta, that's my segue into all this, is I'm terrible with that. Have you played any Blacklight at all? Uh, I played it on the I've PC. I've not played on the PS4 yet. Okay. Yeah, that's a, a comment I made was we talked about this in the podcast where they put a picture of me up on the PlayStation Facebook site saying, and I said, oh, I played Blacklight. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. And so I was like, that game's been on PC forever. I'm like, okay, well, I guess I didn't have fun. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Never that invalidates your experience, so just shut up about it. Okay? I, guess I really like the way this controller feels. It's awesome. It feels a lot better than DualShock 3 to me. It's a little um, heavier, a little bit meatier, yeah. just a touch. Uh, it I'm, still feels kind of flimsy to me, but... I'm curious Not to see some way. better integration of this touchpad in the middle. Mm-hmm. I think the only game I've seen so far use it as Killzone, and even then, Which it's that very was, super. That limited. was so. I haven't used it at all. It's literally a D-pad. You, if you just control the bot's movement, you flick, you know, directionals, and that just changes what the bot does. It doesn't actually control it, other than changing like a D-pad selection. But it also has a click as well, right? Yes, it yeah, does. I don't think you use. You don't use, use it, it. Yeah. yeah. But oh, okay. It does. That's how I turn on my PS4 it, it, with it. It scared the shit out of me the first time that it played. That I realized there was a speaker in here. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, like, I was playing Knack, and I picked up, like, some blocks or some shit, and it made a noise. I was like, oh, my God, what the fuck? It's really weird. Yeah, I never read that feature at all. Mm-hmm. I yeah. was, I think I was playing uh, Sound Shapes or something, and it made us, it made, it dinged at me, too. I that's, guess. Okay. That's, something, that's something that the, the Wii first introduced was the Wii. Mm-hmm. Right. The original the Wii. on controller. Had speaker shape. And you said it's got a normal headphone jack here, so you can plug any headphone into it, which is really cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the, what's the mini jack? A one-eighth? Yeah. yeah, mini um, stereo. Mini stereo, mm-hmm. and uh, you can plug it in there. You said, though, when you do that... It disables the HDMI audio out. So if you plug into there, then you no longer get TV, which under normal circumstances is probably fine for most users. But if you're like us and you're recording something... yeah. That doesn't. That's not good. So, I mean, we we still are set up anyway because we capture or we have our headphones streaming streaming through the output anyway. But it's just kind of a weird feature. The other thing, and yeah, that speaker on there has kind of bugged me in a few cases because in uh, Shadowfall, um, uh, Killzone, Killzone, Shadowfall, the audio logs play back through the speaker, hmm. and there's no way to change that. So if I'm sitting there in our office, you know, with six people in this tiny room playing Killzone. Uh, and I pick up an audio log, there's no way to stop it from coming out of this. No, you, really? you can put in the there. headphone into this, and that, I think, will do it. But I don't understand why it's so required that Is it comes out Is there any volume control for that speaker No, either? there's not. Yeah, I didn't think it's so. It's just loud. So let me ask you this. So yeah. when you plug in a headphone into here, because when I'm just playing a game and I, the speaker kicks on, it's usually contextual audio cues yeah. that are specific to me as a player. When you plug it in here, it passes all the audio through, yep. like all the sound effects, all the music, everything comes through here. I believe too, yeah. it will also pass through all of the uh, in-game chat audio for whatever that is. Well, so cool. it's kind of – It's like if you don't want to make a little too much. if you yeah. want to disturb someone. So what does uh, – so – but correct me if I'm wrong though. When you just have don't have headphones mm-hmm. in, it only plays some of the audio through here. Yes. Right. It's not all the music. It's very specific it has stuff. specific yeah. things that it plays back through. There. Yeah, that's cool, man. That's really it's, cool. Uh, it's not. So great. I feel like it's another feature. It's like uh, you know, yeah. it's like adding another speaker. You know, you have your five dot yeah. one setup. It's like, well, here's your sixth speaker. That's very contextual Which, audio. And to be fair, the the only game that I really have a lot of ex- well, okay, Resogun also plays back through here. Uh, the audio for everything that it's communicated to me so far has come out of this. Yeah, um, human in danger. Yeah, pretty much. Which I, you know, it's okay. Like uh, maybe it's one of those things. I imagine that the implementation of it's going to get better. Yeah. as yeah. it goes on. Like, oh, title update. Yeah, Killzone is a bad example for a lot of reasons. It's an extremely pretty game, but it is, man, 
it's got some issues. I, I, like what? Well, I, I mean, honestly, in my playing through it, I feel like it's got some real level design issues. Like, it's just very easy to just wander around kind of lost and not very well directed to your objective. You can pop a little objective marker, and it stays up there for like five seconds and then goes away. And then you, so you're just constantly popping this objective marker. I don't if, know. If I feel you like did not take Kill Zone at the beginning of that, yeah. that, that exact criticism would apply to the Bioshock Infinite DLC, the Barrel at Sea. It's a circular well, level. No, that that's you're pretty on. small, though. That's it is, tiny. but it's like when you're in this that atrium yeah. where you're trying to like go in. You have to do these three objectives. Yeah, I'm just going in circles, like just trying to find out where to go next. And it again only has an objective marker that you hit it and it pops up for a second and goes away. Yeah, it yeah. is very similar. Though I think Bioshock maybe did a better job of building a world that you could naturally progress through. I just followed Elizabeth. That yeah, well, yeah. there you go. You can just do that too. Uh, Killzone was. It's. I, I don't want to you know detract too much from all of the game. It's pretty. Mm-hmm. I mean. The PS4 next-gen graphics, solid. I mean, I, I especially just like kind of freaking out o- on it over just little things like materials and shifting and specularity, things that uh, were not necessarily as prevalent in previous generation right. consoles. Also, a lot less blocky. I mean, we got more <laughs> polygons finally. So it's really pretty. But the rest of the game is, is kind of rough. I'm curious to see what AC4 looks like because they mm-hmm. just rolled out the 1080p right. patch for it. Because previously it was running at 720p and being upscaled by hardware. Mm-hmm. Uh, so now I'm curious to see what it looks like with the full 1080p experience. That was one of the games that I delayed playing because I wanted to play it on next gen. Mm-hmm. Me too. Yeah, uh, I'm not big in the Assassin's Creed uh, franchise, but uh, I'm definitely going to give this one a try, I think. And uh, Michael speaks like. very highly of it. He says this one is, is definitely worth playing. I saw a tweet by him where he got all of the single-player achievements, and now he's, like, scared to go into multiplayer because <laughs> I guess it took him a while to get all that single-player stuff. Uh-huh. want to point out on Twitter, uh, user BMAC92 said, you can change that setting, I'm assuming the audio all streaming through the headphones, uh, with the HDMI audio out in the settings, so you only have party check going to the headphones. Okay, So I guess good. maybe it's a system setting that you can do. Okay. Maybe not. It, would, it would be nice if you could do both, settings. though, where you could have headphones and full HDMI audio to your display as well. Could be in there. I need to delve further into the Be settings, great. but uh, I, f- I feel like the the interface and the dashboard is for the PS4 was similar but pretty different from the PS3. Like the PS3, mm-hmm. I knew where all my stuff was, and now on the PS4, I'm like, wait, where am I going? It's uh-huh. like, really? Like, I'm, I'm having to relearn a couple of. things. I think the, what they call the cross media bar yeah. on the PS3. I think this one is way neater than that one. Hmm. I mean, this the 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 previous generation of it when you'd scroll across everything it's like you had all those like vertical options yeah. and they just like seem like tons I and tons of stuff i just was used to where everything yeah, was true. and it's yeah. just like having to relearn and, and look for stuff like like when i downloaded like resogun and contrast i was like where are my download meters like <laughs> where, <laughs> right. where can i see the progress on these downloads and i found it you know it's it's yeah. it's not hard to find it's just relearning and trying to yeah. find it man i am enjoying resogun it really reminds me of defender which was one of the first games I really liked as a little kid. I remember uh-huh. being like five and being like, I'm going to play Defender, <laughs> and I'm going to beat it today. Like, I'm going to sit down all Today's day Saturday, day. and I'm going to go from beginning to end. There's no end to Defender. <laughs> no, you know, as a five-year-old, you don't know that. But it's like, I would just play and just go as far as I could and just get so frustrated. So it's, I feel the way about Resogun. It's like I don't feel like there's an end to it. Oh, here's, oh, here's Defender. Defender right there. I remember the big thing about Defender when I played it was oh, that. Oh, this is the arcade version. Yeah. It had, uh, <laughs> this is not the 2600 version. It had extra 42 pixels. It had seven buttons on the arcade cabinet. So I was like, there's no way they can replicate this. <laughs> no, I, don't, I never played it in the arcade. There were seven buttons. You shoot. You yeah, so you had, you had you a joystick shoot. that went up, down. You had thrust, fire, oh, reverse, God. smart bomb, hyperspace. Okay. And then I want to say something else. I don't remember what it was. But, yeah, that's all the buttons. Wow. Yeah. And basically you shot aliens. And you rescued people, you pick them up from the ground, right. and then you go, like, drop them off somewhere else. Uh-huh. Like, the aliens would come down, they'd pick up the little a- the little humans, and they'd start to go yeah. up the top. And if they hit the top, they turned into a different kind of alien. Right. Like, kind of merging thing. <laughs> and you could shoot the alien, the, the human would drop, and you'd just swoop in and pick them up and then drop them Which off. is just like Resogun. There's yeah. aliens everywhere, and little people, and they're I, getting stolen. I don't understand that, because it's like, they say, what's the thing they say, human uh, human on the loose, or human, human detected, in, or something? Danger, or something? Yeah, yeah a couple and it's like, different things. I'm not quite sure yet. I've, I've played a few yeah. times, too. I got it for free. Did you get it for free? Yeah, because you get a free PS yeah. Plus, free month of PS Plus. So, okay, is that what it With is? With the okay. console, yeah. Yeah, so I'm, I'm PS Plus, so I got for free uh, Contrast, mm-hmm. uh, I got Resogun for free, and I got um, I bought Sound Shapes, and I got some other game for free, too. Trying to get, oh, I got uh, Blacklight for free, because oh, it's okay. a free-to-play game. Yeah, I, I downloaded Contrast, but I haven't played it yet. I've been... I saw Ray I, playing it stuck. for a little bit. It looked really interesting. 
Uh, you said you played it a little bit, right? Yeah, so I actually watched Ashley play it. Um, and so it's We've a, all watched someone play it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it's a thing in, uh, where it's, uh, it's a very stylized game. It's also mm-hmm. on Xbox 360, and I assume it's on PS3 as well. Um, but you play a character who you navigate in the real world, and then you also can become the shadow mm-hmm. of that person and then navigate in the shadow world. And so, it looked like you could inter- push objects into the shadow world as too. So there's right. some puzzle solving based around being able to move things and then controlling the light. I saw at one point Ray moving a spotlight around so that he could control where the shadow fell mm-hmm. so he could cross obstacles with, uh, with objects. Yeah, if you need to get somewhere, you can align things against uh-huh. the light so they make shadows on the wall. Then you go in the shadow world, climb up the shadows of those mm-hmm. things, and then you revert back to the regular world. So like, I'll, I'll ever, probably check that out. It looked really interesting. You ever see those art exhibits where they take a bunch of garbage uh-huh. and it's piled up and they put a light in front of it and then the oh, shadow yeah, yeah. on the wall is a very intricate design? Transformers? <laughs> yeah, Transformers. Yeah, there you go. It's like the Michael Bay Transformers. <laughs> no. But, uh, yeah, I've been having fun. Uh, the game I like the most is Resogun 2. I've had a blast uh-huh. playing Resogun. Even though I don't quite understand how the humans get in danger or where the humans come from. or I, Like, sometimes there'll be a human in one of his little cages. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, oh, Ashley's also pointing out I got flour for free. Oh, flour. So, oh, I got to get flour. I haven't got that yet. Uh, and uh, so, but they're in those little glass cubes or whatever. And then the one that'll blink red. And then the human just dies. I'm like, what the fuck happened to that human? <laughs> yeah. But to me, it's a you run you defender. It actually reminded me a lot of Geometry Wars. Yeah, to yeah. me, it's like the a perf- graphic. Yeah, graphically wise, it's got a lot going on screen. It's got that kind of like overload of particle effects. that's very reminiscent of Geometry it, Wars. It makes me think of a combination of so defender tell what's going on and uh, Ikaruga, which is oh, just yeah. like yeah. tons of bullets everywhere, and uh-huh. you're just like trying to very precisely fly around no, without the switching between black and white. You know who we have a Geometry War savant in this office. Mm-hmm. You know who you know who it is. Jack Patillo. Jack. Oh. He is aces at Geometry War. And I, you watch him play. I can't even see what's on the screen with Geometry Wars. After like a million points, it's just garbage on the screen to me. I don't know what to avoid or what to shoot. He's amazing at it, though. He's, he's perfect at it. He actually perfected did it. I can't say that word. I think he did that for Geometry Wars 2 as well. Oh, did he? But yeah, there was some like, kind of like performance level achievement where you had to like mm-hmm. make a smiley face out of the different <laughs> levels. Jesus. You had to finish him in the, the order to make a smiley face. Wow. If yeah. I'm recalling correctly. He challenged me to that did, in Versus once. He won. Did I, did I <laughs> misread? Ringer. Man, yeah. you guys are brutal when it comes to some of those games. Did I misread or did I did I make this up? Or is our Xbox Live arcade titles now going to have a full thousand... Gamer score. That is correct. We, uh, Ash reported that on the news uh, last week. Yeah, the, so they're not. They're even doing away with the arcade moniker, and it's just downloadable titles. Oh, okay. And but so, are all titles downloadable now? Uh, yeah, but I mean, they're not. They're not differentiating between like what's an arcade title. Okay. Or like I don't that. know that I like that honestly. I, mean, I agree with not you. Not that there's anything wrong with arcade titles being promoted to full games, but it does seem like I want to separate those out from full releases. Right. I hope like there's a still a category experience. or something. Yeah. It's not you know a huge AAA yeah. blockbuster game. Maybe there, I mean, maybe there is still some kind of category. Just like just like when you watch a movie, yeah. like indie movies are at the weirdo theater. It's not like <laughs> in, the, in the big theater with all the blockbusters. Like even you know what you're with, getting when with you go movies, there. It's segregated. Yeah. It's like yeah, we're gonna go to the we're gonna go to the theater that smells like weed <laughs> and watch uh, some French film. <laughs> so Jack is confirming he does indeed have 100 percent of the achievements in Geometry Wars two as well. I'm sure. Yeah, scumbag. <laughs> so, uh, some of the other stuff that ha- that got announced, you were at the PS4 launch. There, there were some big announcements right before the PS4 launch, uh, including uh, the Destiny beta mm-hmm. is going to be first on PlayStation 3 and PlayStation 4. Really? That's interesting. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go through these real fast. Hey, then we'll go is back that a talk. surprise? Okay, go ahead. So there's that. They, uh, I'm going to sneeze. Oh, God, don't look at me. Naughty Dog announced that uh, they're working on Uncharted 4. Okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, the Last of Us DLC uh, had a trailer. What a surprise. They're working on Uncharted 4. Who would have thought <laughs> that was going to happen? Well, it's, 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 it's funny, or not funny. It's strange that they announce it now while they're still working on Last of Us DLC. Traditionally, Naughty Dog has always been like a one-title studio. Now they're branching out and working on multiple things. To me, it seems strange because there was a lot of people buying launch titles, and then you hear Uncharted 4, and you're like, oh, none of these games are Uncharted 4, you know? Yeah. And then you hear about Last of Us DLC, and that's not even available on PS4 because it's not backwards compatible. Right. So. But it'll be next year. Maybe the backwards compatibility will be up by then. That'd be cool. So uh, first thing, Destiny Beta, first on PS3 and PS4. They had Jason Jones out there. Uh, they did an interview with him on Spike TV. And uh, he talked about... The reclusive Jason Jones, yeah. really. Wow, okay. And uh, I'm pretty sure it was Jason Jones. Wait, Jason Jones? Yeah, yeah Joe Staten's not with Bungie. Yeah, that's you know that? the Daily Show? Yeah. That's, that's, uh, no, he's a founder of Bungie. Oh, other Jason Jones. Uh, let me look up. Jim, Jones, makes more sense. Is, Jim make, Jones is the cult guy. <laughs> let me make sure that it was him. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Pete Parsons, I'm sorry. Oh, Pete Parsons, yeah. yeah I thought it was Jason something else. Pete Parsons. Yeah, he came out and uh, 
and showed off a, a demo and talked about how uh, people on PS3 and PS4 will get access to uh, the Destiny beta before everyone else. That is kind of a, a big shift for a company, right? I mean, being basically Microsoft's in company in-house they development were owned, studio, they were yeah. wholly owned and operated. Yeah, to ah, uh, you guys will get it eventually. You know, that's that's a long way to go. Now, does that surprise anybody? Because for the PS4 announcements in May '83. Bungie was on stage for PS PlayStation, not on stage for Microsoft. Also in February, during the first PS4 unveiling, yes. they were also on stage for that. It does. They, they had they all four guys standing there, not knowing what to do. With their <laughs> the hands photo <laughs> like this. Yeah, yeah, they're all just like yeah. hands at the side. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I mean they've been very, very vocal and very uh, PlayStation focused. It seems like. Yeah, I, I, it's, it's probably just like a. I don't know, it's like a soft window kind of a thing, right? I mean, it's not really... Yeah, I'm sure it'll be like a week yeah. or something like it's, that. It's, not really like, it's almost like an uh, exclusivity but a focus, which is kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. But you see that more with more so with PC games. Like well, They're PC-focused, but they also have a hard Yeah, well, it's, it's funny. Now that you ordered this focus, it makes me think about something. Do you think maybe it's a result of them having more Xbox development experience? And so they feel like they need to focus on the PS4 platform more, so that's why they want to get those people in first? Man. No idea. I don't know. I mean, because we're talking about a whole different console, largely here. Yeah, so. but it's still PS3 as well. It's still 360 and PS3 in addition to one and oh, PS4. Okay. okay. Yeah. Yeah, we're in that phase now with the new, even with the Xbox One coming out uh, tomorrow. Um, you know, we're in that phase where you look at these games and we're talking about something like like Destiny and like it has kind of a pseudo pseudo uh, exclusivity to uh, one of the platforms. But really, the thing that strikes me more than anything else when we're in the stage is like, I wish there were more generational exclusives i feel like all the titles that were available on ps4 i played resogun i played contrast i played sound shapes great game by the way haven't talked about that yet um and i played blacklight uh, really because aside from Killzone, i didn't personally feel like there was anything that was exclusive to this generation like a next gen title yeah. uh, there's a handful of them, like knack was you know as well mm-hmm. uh but it always feels like even going back to the 360 and the ps3 launch um you know, you just wish there was more stuff. It's like you can only get this on right. um, the next-gen mm-hmm. stuff. But who's going to do that? You know, PS4 sold a million units in 24 hours. You don't want to mm-hmm. cap your game at a million possible units sold. Right, and we know the 360 and the PS3 both have over 80 million units in the wild. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, of course you're going to do that. Of course you're going to do it. Of course you are. So it'll be, you know, six months to a year before we start seeing any real traction mm-hmm. with the, the new next-gen exclusives. Even Titanfall is going to be... Backwards compatible, right? It's 360 and Xbox One in addition to PC. Yeah, and they have said now officially it will not. It's not an, a timed exclusive. It's not coming uh, to anything right. else. Mm-hmm. It's going to stay. It's, a, it's exclusive to Xbox and PC. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> that's the new thing now, right? Where it's like it's exclusive, but everything kind of includes. I saw, I saw some marketing like that the for uh, DC Universe Online as well, where it's like. PlayStation uh-huh. exclusive, also on PC. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was like on, on a sign. Wasn't yeah. it? it said that. It said also on PC. God, it's just funny how that is. That now. word exclusive, I don't think it means what you think it means. Let me, let me read this thing here before we, uh, we continue any further. Uh, I want to remind everyone this episode of The Patch is brought to you by Squarespace, the fast and easy way to create your own professional website, portfolio, or online store. Squarespace has been around for nine years and they're constantly improving their platform with new features, new designs, and even better support. You can also easily embed a Twitch TV player into any page on your Squarespace website so you can share a favorite gaming moment. Squarespace starts at just $8 a month and includes a free domain name if you sign up for a year. So if you haven't already, give Squarespace a try. You don't need a credit card to start building your website. When you decide to sign up, use the offer code PATCH11, that's PATCH11, to get 10% off and show your support for the patch. That's squarespace.com, offer code PATCH11. So um, was patch one through ten taken? Or? Was, it's November. Oh, right, eleven. The eleventh. <laughs> I think I've asked that same question almost every time. Uh, I've been asking it for ten months now. <laughs> so, uh, like they said here with Squarespace, you can embed a Twitch embed. You know, uh-huh. that's like the big thing now for PS4 and Xbox One is that's this right. streaming. I mean, you look well, at this button. There is you a, say that Xbox One has lost Twitch. Well, this streaming com- for now for launch. Yeah. There's, I mean, there is a dedicated share button on this thing. There is, so you can configure to uh, oh. to be streaming. In the ongoing, be like, barbs of going across between Microsoft and Sony, though, they responded to not having Twitch streaming available, uh-huh. uh, you know, day one of, like, the, the streaming from the console while you're playing. They say, yeah, we absolutely do have streaming day one. Just hook it up to your HDMI capture device, which you can do on the Xbox <laughs> One. <laughs> it, was like, it was like, you know, they're just going to go back and forth uh, until... Of course. And, you know, but- it's like being at the end of a generation of the 360 and the PS3. It's like we do get all in a fervor about, like, the differences between these mm-hmm. things. We're not so much in a fervor about the differences between the 360 and the PS3. So 
Because to me, it seems like no matter what the consoles are, they start out here and then they just kind of blend yeah. to what mm-hmm. people end up using. It's it's bizarre to me that gaming websites write reviews for console launches. Like, oh, that's true. They write a PlayStation Four review. They write an Xbox mm-hmm. One review. It's like, can you really review a console that you've had for a couple of days and that you know isn't mature yet? Yeah, I feel like mm-hmm. the console becomes so much more and changes so radically during its life cycle it's unless you go back and re-review it every couple of years it's i don't know it's not right to to write a review it's almost like when they do a push to a new uh, version of it you know a new xbox experience or something like that or you know they introduce the cross media bar they almost have to review it as a new console at that point right it's like a new soft console basically Mm -hmm. i'm using soft today i don't know why it's a good word (laughs) it happens to everyone i'm totally confident don't worry well why wouldn't you feel him he's soft (laughs) <laughs> uh, but it's a uh, yeah. So I I don't get why people do that. And people talk. You know, they get, I think like Polygon gave the PS4 like a seven point five and the Xbox One really. No, I would I rating it now. Yeah, it's like they yeah, they, no. they literally gave it a number rating. It's like you I I, I don't know. The feature set's not yeah. mature. The the platform's not stable. You know. Well, I guess there were some some issues with the the few of the Playstations having some technical difficulties, flashing lights and and yeah. dying, the, the blue light of death. But I mean, from by all accounts, it's. I mean, anything you make in mass quantities and having over a million sold, that's a lot of units. Mm-hmm. You're going to run into a few of them that are just bad. And with, with anything. Yeah, with absolutely anything. Just, I think just to put it in perspective, we've run into issues like that. Like mm-hmm. we, we've mass produced things here at Rooster Teeth. We put out our first double-layer DVD disc. Mm-hmm. I think it was season three. Mm-hmm. I, know, I know it was season three. Um, and it was a big enough movie to where we had to put it on two layers. And the movie itself had to cross over layers. Uh, and apparently there was an issue we discovered with some older players where if the bottom layer, layer one, was bigger than layer zero, some DVD players had trouble switching over to it. And we started getting these, like, smattering of reports that people were having trouble with the layers. Yep. But it was, like, isolated to some really old DVD players and everything we tested on, we couldn't see it. That can be a very scary time when you're starting to see that trickle of, like, uh-huh. problems coming in. That's also where we had the menu where if you took too long, Doc came. That was season two. <laughs> or O'Malley, uh, O'Malley came, came and started removing menu options. But again – some old DVD players did not have the proper uh-huh. pause, so O'Malley would just keep showing up and take your menu options away, and you couldn't mm-hmm. do anything. <laughs> yeah, like the timer sequences were different. You think d- DVDs are very standard, DVD uh-huh. players? They're really not. You know, it's software like anything else. And, uh, yeah, so it's like it can be really disturbing when that goes on. Sony has said officially that uh, 1% or less of the consoles are experiencing the issues. It's across a bunch of different things. It's not one specific uh-huh. thing causing the issues. They've issued um, – uh, a couple of different steps you can take before mm-hmm. you call in to see if you have the problem. Uh, but I think the big deal is – is um, and you're going to have these problems no matter what. I agree. Absolutely. And Xbox is going to have these. I can tell you now. You're going to have some that are – Just waiting for that to happen, yeah, right? right. What, what will it be yeah. is, is the question. I think the, the, the issue though is – and I can relate to this – is it's a little bit different to have – something fail over time, which we haven't seen mm-hmm. that yet. Some, these things are all going to fail over time. There's going to be some right. underlying issue that caused them to fail yeah. down the road. Uh, the out-of-the-box failure is the toughest thing, I think, for any technical yeah. thing. If you pull something out of the box, plug it in, it doesn't work, that's, that's a tough deal. Yeah, especially <laughs> for expensive peripheral on day one when the excitement's high. It sucks yeah. for that with person. With high brand loyalty. Yeah. Yep. Uh, the a person friend, that gets that A way. friend of ours had a problem with his Did PS4 he? where uh, his HDMI mm-hmm. output, his HDMI port on the PS4, like – the metal casing around it was bent, mm-hmm. so uh, it like was crimping his HDMI cable and making his signal look all fucked up. So I, I, they have fixes for that, you know. They tell you <laughs> just push it back into place. Yeah, so it's yeah. almost the fixes yeah. just push it. Essentially, Use a sharp object and push nice. it. Yeah. What yeah. is some talk about the, the, some of the issues with the PlayStation Four? And I'm talking a little out of my ass here. Were people at Foxconn like calling for help or something? What? Yeah. Oh, really? Like <laughs> well, you mean putting messages? Workers? Where it's just they're like messing stuff up is like a SOS, <laughs> like help. Really, like the blue light was blinking in Morris Code or something? If you don't know what Foxconn is, it's the big manufacturing plant in China, which, you know, depending on, you know, your personal politics, some people think is like a sweatshop. I may have just slandered. Sorry, Foxconn. Yeah, you know, it depends on your personal (laughs) politics. There have actually been, like, suicides and things. There have been some news reports where there's some troubling things going there, like students being forced into labor and whatnot, but... uh, I have not heard anything in relation to that with the PlayStation 4. No, have, nothing directly related to it, PlayStation. I, I think it's more of an Apple things. product thing. If you buy any electronic device, chances are it was made at Foxconn. There's like three yeah. giant manufacturers uh, in China who make just about everything. Yeah, let's mm-hmm. I'll look it up now. I actually don't even know where the PlayStation 4 is manufactured. We don't even know it's manufactured. I don't know if it's manufactured uh-huh. in Foxconn. I think I've already seen out. a follow-up message that said that that was probably not true. Just like 
you know, it, when these things launch, there's everybody looking for the big news. So the failures, okay. of course, are like, oh, it's uh, look at all these people failing. And then, you know, a week later you see, well, I mean, it was, it was only like five. Yeah. But, well, man, it was, it was five. Well, I've heard for the most part people in China mm-hmm. uh, like working at Foxconn. Like, it's, it's mm-hmm. a desirable job. So, you know, it, it, may, it, 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 is, it seems like harsh conditions, definitely. But I can't imagine if this is a job that people fight over that mm-hmm. they would then be sending an SOS about. You know, I used to work run call centers back in the day. Uh, and when the big call center outsourcing revolution happened in India, those were like rock star jobs that those guys would get. Uh-huh. I mean, they would, people were really competing to get those jobs in call centers. Compared um, to what was available, I'm yeah, sure. Yeah. I mean, a tech job is, uh, you know, if you come from a highly industrial nation or, you know, that's where most of those jobs are or no jobs, you know. Mm-hmm. Once you have a tech job where you're indoors sitting down drinking coffee, that's a that's a yeah. pretty good gig, you know. Um, I've been I'm happy using, to take I'm it using my, my whole life. Yeah. My old bosses, that's his <laughs> nomenclature, sitting down drinking coffee because he grew up on a ranch where he was like, he'd have to like, like flea dip goats and herd cattle. And he said, you flea dip goats? Oh my God, he told these horrible stories about where they would walk the goats up a ramp and then the, the, the way they would dip them, uh, flea, I know it's flea dip, but they dip them in some kind of, I assume, insecticide. Uh, is they go up a ramp and then the ramp would just drop off into a pool <laughs> and then the goats would swim across this pool of the dip and then there was oh. a bar so they had to dunk their heads under and get out. And his job was to stand up there and like when the goats would stall, push him into the – you'd love this, you, you know, push him into a hole. Push him <laughs> the goats. And uh, he'd, he'd like push him in. When he was a kid, he's like nine. And he, wow. would, he would occasionally fall in the dip himself <laughs> and he'd come out all miserable and spitting this stuff out. On the upside, no fleas. On the upside, no fleas <laughs> that he, we know of. He was flea free. That sounds like something you do in the new farm simulator now out on Xbox. That's right. <laughs> so you gonna you an achievement race Ray on Farm Simulator? Uh yeah, that's a death wish. Although it could How maybe are the achievements on that. I don't even. Know. I actually haven't looked at it yet, so I have to are go they all to corn the... based or. No. <laughs> the achievements are ninety percent ethanol. Uh, we have to. Uh, I have to go to the Times Square for the Xbox One launch. You guys are doing this cool thing here in Austin. Mm-hmm. You're going to the Microsoft Store and doing the present. Can, can I say this? I don't know. Okay, we're going to the midnight it's, launch. For we're the going Xbox to the midnight launch. launch. We're going to. There do has been a it's fun... in the press materials for oh, okay. the Microsoft Store. Okay. okay. Yeah. About the presentation of the. That there's a presentation going on for. Our okay. cool thing, Thanks. which may have benefited. Now you're the making charity. me nervous. So I'm I not am. Say no, it what did you read? You're the one who's read it. I, no, I'm not going to say anymore. God damn it. You I, made me nervous. We're, Are we're, you happy? We're going to be presenting happy? the check for the extra life. We're going to be presenting that. Jack will be presenting it at the event tomorrow. Yes. So it'll be really cool. Uh, How much I, will you give me if I try to finagle a way to personally get the check and then present it on my behalf instead oh, of Jack? <laughs> Jack would probably choke you out. As much, <laughs> as much work as he did on that thing, man. Uh, he would probably choke you out. But, um, oh, a couple updates. So Spartan Assault is one of the games that is going to be on 360 as an arcade title and – Xbox One as a downloadable title, mm-hmm. like not with the arcade moniker. It's 400 points of achievements, gamer score on 360, but it's 1,000 points on uh, Xbox One. I sure hope they didn't just pad that out with 600 points of nothing. I think it's just a multiplier. Oh, that's even worse. I think like, it might be you might be incented to put it, to get it on Xbox One. That breaks the system completely. I, I'm talking out of my ass on that. I'll say uh-huh. it right now. Okay. I haven't looked at it. If so. that were be if that is true, then I think that's a total breaking of the system because if that was worth that many points, then it should have been worth well i guess it couldn't have been worth more previously yeah but still have you played it yet i have not cool have it's you hard yeah. dude game is hard i played it at uh e3 when they were it was on uh-huh. surface uh tablet oh it was a contest whoever got the high score won a surface yeah it was like oh the score is like uh-huh. two hundred thousand to beat to win a surface and i was like i'll do that and i played i got like sixty thousand. i was like <laughs> who the hell scored two hundred fifty thousand doing this so it was jack and i played it yeah it was, it was it's hard but the, it worked pretty well the uh mm-hmm. The sticks on the Surface tablet. So, but I, even at the time, I was looking forward to playing on console. I knew eventually it'd make it to oh, console. Of course, yeah, yeah. Um, so, so I'm gonna I'm gonna backtrack here a little bit. Okay. Some of the other uh, PS4 announcements we talked about the Destiny uh, beta exclusivity. Uh, also, Uncharted Four. So uh-huh. they, they showed a little trailer. No gameplay though. It was just like a camera panning across a map with like a voiceover by someone who's been mm-hmm. scorned. And is out for revenge. I got a very like <laughs> wrath. Of, I got a very wrath of Khan feel from it. Like someone who's been who someone who was wronged and has been waiting, like biding their time what, for revenge. Steal something from their tomb or what? I don't know. No? Sully. He's That's mad. what he does, right? <laughs> Gonna turn on you. So I'm really excited. Uncharted was easily, I think, my favorite uh, uh, series on the PS3. So I'm really, really. Excited. Even though it's one iteration, I love Last of Us so much. They're both Naughty Dog, yeah. but I mean, I loved Last of Us. And that God. DLC. They showed a trailer for that as well. I don't know if you've seen that yet. Uh, it looks like it takes place earlier in time where Ellie's younger. 
and she's got another like little girl companion with her. It uh, it looks like the person who's in the backstory for Last of Us. I think that's who that is. The person who's in the backstory. Ellie story. tells a story about her friend. Oh, right. I think it might be that person. That's what I'm guessing. Hmm. You know. Oh, here's a. What is this? Is this, this, a, is, this the is the Last, Last of Us trailer? Yeah. I actually haven't seen this. Uh, yeah, so that's the the other uh, character, and then Ellie will walk in here in a second. I try not to watch. How much younger is she? Hey, yeah, she, she looks a lot young. less. She looks like really Ellen Page. small there. Well, she looks, well, she a, looks a lot like less a, like Ellen Page now. Ellen Page, man, she had a tough year, dude. <laughs> Ellen Page, uh, she must hate video games at this point. I don't know if you heard, but her uh, the video game she was in is it Two Souls? Is that yes. Beyond yeah. Two Souls? Beyond Two yeah. Souls. Um, I was getting confused with Dark Souls, but uh, she uh, she her nudes were leaked. Her nudes, yeah, the, you know? Beyond Two Souls. Somebody used a dev kit to break the camera during her shower scene and yeah. show off the full. And they were released, and she had to actually put out a statement Supposedly saying, "No, I'm it's not going to sue about it." Supposedly it's a body double. It's a CG. I mean, why would... Yeah, I mean, supposedly it's not modeled after her body. They they don't even need a body model. That's something they didn't intend to show in the game. It could have just been... true. It could have just been like, I'm going to draw a boob. There you go. It really could have. I think in all future games, they really should do that. That should just be like happy faces or something right there under. (laughs) Why would you even bottle to model the whole thing out? Bottle to model. (laughs) Yeah, okay. Well, can you imagine the discussion as a developer? You have Ellen Page in the studio go, okay, yeah, let's model your face. Okay, and now... Uh, strip down because we need to model yeah, you could just... your body. Even though we're not going to use it, you'd be like, you don't have your fucking pervert. <laughs> get out, get we, out got, we got your shower scene. I'm gonna I'm gonna do the modeling with my iPhone camera here. <laughs> <laughs> Next up, bring in Sarah Michelle Geller, please. <laughs> so go through the nerd. Like, who hot else list. can we hire? Uh, <laughs> so those are all of the uh, the big announcements they had leading up to the uh, the PS4 launch. So other stuff, tons of tons of news. Elder Scrolls Online. Uh, expanded yep. their beta program. They just sent out a bunch more uh, beta invites. I got one. Yeah, nice. Did oh. you really? Yeah. Oh, you so I'm gonna I'm gonna be trying that out. I'm super excited about that. I, I feel like it's been a while since I've really gotten into an MMO, mm-hmm. and that Elder Scrolls Online is definitely one that I'm looking forward to. Even though I'm not a big Elder Scrolls fan, um, I wasn't blown away by Skyrim. I thought it was okay. Uh, Morrowind and Oblivion, I was very indifferent towards as well. But uh, I'm definitely excited about seeing what they can do uh, in an online space. More than anything, maybe because I'm excited about the prospect of a Fallout MMO, uh-huh. and it's this, it would be in theory the same developers. Yeah, it's pretty. I don't know if I, man, I don't know that I want things to go MMO like that. After what happened to Warcraft, it's like okay, Warcraft has a great MMO. It was in, you know incredible, mm-hmm. but. Where's Warcraft for? Yeah, I keep asking that. Yeah, question, that's a great, <coughs> a great question. I don't want that to happen to Fallout. Well, I don't want to lose Fallout. Is it the end of a franchise? Is that the end game of a franchise? Seems to go to like MMO? It. Not necessarily, because that, that happened to The Sims. They made their MMO, but they still kept hey. making regular Sims. But it meant the end of their MMO. Did the Sims MMO flop though? I mean, it was yeah, and it, that's way ahead of the curve too. That I mean, was it's early. like yeah. I mean, you could almost yeah. But the the thing it's with Fallout, comparison. Fallout's a little different because the licensing for the MMO and for the single player game went to different developers for a while. Very they true. Are handled Very true. Yeah. So I could definitely see those being handled in parallel because they are treated as different properties. Is that still the case? Uh, Bethesda won the uh, MMO rights back. Back. After so they are inter- the same developer now. now. They are because Interplay went under again for the <laughs> millionth time. It happens. Um, we need so, yeah, to forever. It. Didn't save them. No, that wasn't Interplay, was it? Oh, no. no, maybe it wasn't. It was no. a re- no, that, that no, no, I'm thinking something else. Yeah, no, Interplay was like original Fallout. But to be fair, had they had Duke Nukem forever, it still wouldn't Duke have Duke Nukem them. was Gearbox at the end of it, wasn't it? At the end of it, yeah. yeah. It was, it was goes, 3D man. Realms. Yeah. And then it 3D was, Realms, yeah. Then it was Gearbox at the end. Yeah. That property was owned by like half the developers in the world at some point or at another. At some point. Can I, so can I ask you a question now? Yeah. So real talk. Duke Nukem. Real talk lower the lights or something? Real talk. Is Half-Life now the new Duke Nukem? Is it? Is it? Has it not, reached that point? Not no. until it w- starts winning those Wired Awards for Vaporware of the Year. Yeah. Okay, well, they haven't announced. Well, it. that's the thing. Duke Nukem was actually in development. No one in has 99. ever said. No one has ever said that Half Life. I is guarantee in you, Half Life Three is in development. The Maybe problem not. with the problem with Duke Nukem was they announced it was in development, yeah. and yeah. they kept they, they set you know a date that they were going to ship. Yeah. Half Life Three, they're, they're just going to shut the fuck Duke up. Duke Nukem until actually showed stuff. I mean, it had times where you could watch gameplay of it. The Half Life has never been. I think, and maybe that's why it's always been so obsequious about, or Valve has always been so obsequious about announcing anything about it, is so that it, you can't call it vaporware if no one's announced the project. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you've said it's coming, then yeah, you kind of have to deliver something. If you say nothing, 
Then you just didn't make another title. Yeah. I mean, you just described Sony's summer, basically. Is what you just did. <laughs> they, uh, yeah, but Valve always does a great job of letting the audience. It's always weird when Valve mm-hmm. says stuff. Like that one time they made that weird announcement that they make an average of eight million dollars of revenue per employee. It's like, why would you even say that? I mean, it's like it's, it's yeah. You're, you're, they're it's not even a publicly statistics. traded company. It's like you have no reason to disclose any of that. Uh-huh. Yeah, that was that was that was definitely a weird moment. Though, if you're a janitor at Valve, that must make you feel kind of bad, honestly. Listen, dude, you make that announcement. It's like you might as well just beef up human resources because yeah. literally every the company's like, I'd like to make more money. <laughs> I like a little bit of that. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, uh, Half Life just hit the original Half Life mm-hmm. just hit its fifteenth year anniversary. Wow, that's so crazy! If you played Half Life in high school, you're in your thirties now. Yeah. Think about I am, that. yes, yeah. There you go. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy, man. It's and so it's like, and that's. I mean, you know, there's a lot of old games. It's obviously, an older game, but for a game that has yet to hit its third iteration, you know, it's just crazy. What is this Doom? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Doom had a big break between. Uh, Doom 2 and Doom 3. Doom 2 and Doom 3. That went through several iterations of hardware and software. I mean, it was not even the same ballpark as 2 to 3. Mm-mm. Yeah. And by the time they put it out, they forgot to put the lights in the game. <laughs> <laughs> they, they couldn't, you could not have a gun and a flashlight on screen at the same time. Nah, Did you well, like advanced that technology. at all? No. I fucking no. hated it. My, 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 it wasn't my, bad. My favorite thing about mm-hmm. Doom 3 was the duct tape mod. Yep. Which was a mod that allowed you to duct tape your flashlight to your gun. That way you could have a light and a gun at the same time. I mean, they did have some really interesting... You know, things that just would happen, events that happened in the game that were kind of fun and scary, and you know, it wasn't a game you wanted to play in a dark room. I was not a fan of the art style in that game. I felt oh like it God. was very teenage angst, you know, art class. As opposed yeah. to what everything else in the Doom it, franchise, it, it, it was <laughs> all the all the pentacle or pentagrams all over the place. I guess, but man, it was it was rough to watch. Like watching it two D sprites versus like a three D rendered environment was like, <laughs> what am I doing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I. I the art style of the two games, the the increase in visual mm-hmm. fidelity between Doom Two and Doom Doom Three is insane. I mean, it's, it's like not even comparable. Uh, no, it's it's like yeah, it's like two different like dimensions. It's, it's it, crazy. it is literally another dimension. That is true. They literally added it. <laughs> I don't know if I look at it that way. To me, it's all. I know they call it 3D because you know you're yeah. operating a 3D environment. But like even in the Doom days, I mean, we'd make maps. You couldn't put anything over anything else right like you even mm-hmm. we had a second floor the second floor had to go off this direction <laughs> and fool you into thinking that it was above everything else but they couldn't even have the layers that way yeah. it's almost like one one dimensional in that case <laughs> well back then they used to refer to those games as like 2.5d because you were stuck on that one axis you know yeah you couldn't even like look, look up and down it was rough times man <laughs> yeah and then you then they added a what was the first 3d game you remember like 3d game because uh, 3D means something else. Like we didn't put glasses. Wolfenstein 3D. Wolfenstein no, 3D. That was, that was very. T- oh, you mean not? Or are you saying not like the two and a half D style, like Wolfenstein and? and Doom, I'm saying when you like, classify as 3D. Yeah, so well, you're well, saying Wolf- okay. You're was, saying Beyond Castle Wolfenstein. Is that what you're saying? No, like oh Wolfenstein 3D. Wolfenstein like, 3D. Yeah. yeah, like we just played. Uh, like we teased for uh, Gauntlet. Gauntlet. Yeah, that's Beyond Castle Wolfenstein. I oh, believe. Uh, I thought that was just no. It's Wolfenstein 3D. Well, Castle yeah. Wolfenstein was like a. Uh, uh, an Apple game where it was yeah. like took 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 right. but Wolfenstein 3D yeah. is the is the first, first 3D shooter, iteration. Right. Yeah. Is that what it's called? Yeah. I thought it was yeah. Let me go Beyond Castle I think Wolfenstein. there may have been a second. And then there was Return to Castle, Castle Wolfenstein right. which mm-hmm. was the later later better looking one. I'm Fucking mixing them awesome up. Game. Beyond that Castle was Wolfenstein really was the sequel on the Apple. That was the one where <laughs> it had speech which sounded like <coughs> <"Ars bars."> <laughs> <laughs> that passes speech. Mind me, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> but uh that's a creepy thing, a guy screaming my life as you're <laughs> shooting him to death. That's horrible. Did you ever play Rise of the Triad? Oh, yeah. There was a bit in that game. They remade you, that one, too. Yeah, they just remade it, yeah. right? Wait, was it a Kickstarter thing? Uh, I don't think so. Where Maybe. There, there was guys that you'd shoot them, yeah. and they would fall to their knees and beg for their life. Yeah. That was really too much for Fucking me. off them. Off those fools. You could, and you could choose to cap Absolutely. them. So, just kick them right in the face. But my first one I remember was Descent. That was the game I associated right. being a 3D game. Was that? Did that predate Wolfenstein? No, no. Wolfenstein 3D was... Uh, probably those. Yeah. But I don't consider Wolfenstein to be like a 3D game. It, okay, if you're first talking person, about like yes. a true 3D yeah. axis, then yeah. Descent Definitely Descent. Was probably... Descent was like mm-hmm. mind-blowing at the time because you could totally do like 360 rotation mm-hmm. and yep. like, there was no up or down. You it was know? so difficult to navigate yeah. even with that cool little map they I had. would get such fucking headaches yeah. playing that game. Oh, like, did you? Yeah, and my game, I had a, a 46SX 25 megahertz machine with Look like you, 4 it. megs of RAM. So it's like I had Did to you have a turbo button on that thing? No, there was no turbo button. Uh, I didn't have a DX. It was an SX. Um, <laughs> and I had to resize the, the screen. You could like change the resolution down. So it was like a tiny little stamp like this so I could be able to play it all on the lowest settings. That's so awesome. Fucking terrible. Though I guess if you're considering Descent a first tr- th- true 3D game, then probably Wing Commander 
predates that. Wing Commander, yeah, and you I could guess. Move around in three axes. There was nothing to see. I mean, you were in space. Well, You're... you'll be very happy now that you hear about Chris Roberts' <laughs> statement <laughs> about the the Kickstarter game. Yeah, how he's saying. This is a PC game, and we're not going to dumb it down yep. for anything. How happy are you yeah. about that? <laughs> <laughs> he said he's not ruling out that it'll move to a console eventually, but he's not going to make it worse. He's not going to dumb it down <laughs> for other platforms. I see the dumbest comment ever in the world. What do you got? Zenimax are developing Elder Scrolls Online. Meanwhile, Bethesda is developing uh, Fallout 3. Zenimax is Bethesda's parent company. Oh. It, well. It's just like a shell company. It's, it is Bethesda. <laughs> Someone who does not understand the difference between... The difference, like Reporting a corporate structure, right? Yeah. Um, but you know, we were talking about MMOs and Kickstarter. It made me re- uh, realize that someone just tweeted this to me right before we came on that Novus Eternal, which was uh, an MMO RTS I saw at PAX last year, mm-hmm. uh, just uh, has a, a Kickstarter up that they just launched. Oh, really? Yeah. So I guess, and they just released some uh, alpha or some sorry, some beta gameplay footage. Um, uh, I, I think it, it might have been today. I didn't. I, I watched the video. That art looks it's very Sins of a Solar Empire. Really. Really awesome. I'm Is really it? excited about that. So it's an RTS. It's Yeah, so it's like spaceships. Yep. So it's like space combat, like EVE, except you can land on planets oh, and mine video. resources. That looks like Homeworld to me. It does look very Homeworldy. And uh, everyone... What's the Kickstarter planet? Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, if you want to, you can be someone who doesn't even uh, ever experience combat. You could be just like a type of player who just, like, you, you mine or you collect resources. So you resources can play Minecraft. Itself. Right. <laughs> And, I mean, and I'm then embarrassed you, to admit how appealing that is. To right. Me. <laughs> so it's like if you have a big guild, you're like you have people who are fighters and they defend you, and you like claim planets and you gather the resources, and then you could have someone who's just like in charge of the factories and they build all of the ships and the upgrades for everyone. So you else. mean I could have a video game where I get to play a foreman? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you could make it into the management chain. Man. Wow, that's awesome. How are promotions handled? Is there a four hundred one k? Listen, I was never more excited than when I first played Battlefield 1942. And by the way, I was I was heard the other day. I heard the Pirates of the Caribbean theme. It sounds just like the Battlefield 1942 theme. You got to go listen to the two back to back. I got to listen to that. Yeah, yeah, listen oh, yeah. to it. You got to listen to it back to back. It's crazy. But Battlefield 1942, when they introduced that engineer class where you could fix people's tanks, uh-huh. I was like, this is the greatest thing ever. I was so happy about it. <laughs> I have even, no even idea when why. I, even when a I play Battlefield Four, role. I do that. I like I ride as an engineer and I'll just get in a tank or like an armored personnel carrier and I'll just sit there. And I'll wait until it gets low on health, and I'll, like, jump out and fix it, and then just, like, jump right back in. And you, like, you sit there with your wrench going, I'm a hero. Yeah, I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll watch the battle through a little window. It's like, <laughs> I see everyone fighting, like, oh, that looks rough out there. <laughs> jump out. <laughs> Let me fix that. <laughs> I love, it's one of my favorite things about Team Fortress 2. I love the engineer uh, uh, where uh, he just, like, hits everything with a wrench. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's how he fixes everything. He just belts it with a wrench. <laughs> he builds things faster by hitting it with a wrench. It's a little technical tap. Mm-hmm. Which, by the way, yes, if you hit stuff with a wrench, it does build it faster. I don't care what anybody says. Absolutely. If you're no building, questions. If you're building a dispenser and you hit it with your wrench, it goes faster. Last time I was building a turret, I just whacked it with a wrench it's and not it a, went right up. It's not a placebo. <laughs> it actually does work. You want to uh, – uh, since we talked about manufacturing, got confirmation that PlayStation 4s are definitely built at Foxconn. Okay. Uh, did you guys read about the cost of building a PlayStation 4? Yeah, it was uh, really close to – the. it was like 18 bucks less than what they sell it for. Yeah, $381 to manufacture a PlayStation 4. So they're still operating at loss then. I mean, right. Man- was well, that including cost to ship to store and packaging? No, I think it's just build materials. Yeah. Okay. So, so it's, it's still a slight loss. But compare, look at that compared to the PS3, which uh, – They do factor in cost of assembly though. They do, okay. Yeah. The PS3 lost a significant amount of money at yeah. launch, and I think it was a large part due to Blu-ray drives at the time being so expensive. But that was Sony technology, wasn't it? Yeah. But they, were they just, just that expensive yeah, to manufacture it? Yeah, expen- expensive to make them. Right. So um, it, it's, it's interesting to see that people aren't willing to lose as much money anymore. Mm-hmm. Plus also, I mean, you think about it, they had a lot more. So it, they, they don't lose money, let's say, necessarily on the PS4 now, and now mysteriously there is no supply constraint at launch. It's like they sold a million of them in 24 hours. Whereas the PS3, they were losing 200 bucks each. Those things were impossible to find. Yeah. You know, you make a few of them and people will get them, but you make it a lot more scarce. You don't want to ramp up production because you're just losing money every time you <laughs> ship one out. You probably so could I, afford to, yeah. Right. I like this model a lot more where they're not losing money constantly on it and the supply is there and readily available. Out. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I think – so PS4, you know, did a million mm-hmm. units in 24 hours. I want to say the PS3 did like – Two hundred thousand the first week it was out, and again it's because of constrained yeah. supply. Well, the PS4 is oh it, there it is. It's capped out at the uh, the most yeah, so PS3, sold one day ever, right? PS3 is one hundred ninety seven thousand in two weeks, and then that looks like the Wii U was wow. four hundred twenty five thousand in a week. 
And the Wii U did not have supply constraints that I can recall either. No, they were on shelves through through the holiday. I mean, I got mine a week mm-hmm. before Christmas at a Target. I just walked up and picked it up. The original Wii sold out. I think it's oh the Wii day. was the original Wii was impossible to yeah. find for was, like seven months. It was I thought it was longer than that. It was yeah. a long time. Yeah, they went through shortages for a while. Yeah. That thing was insanely popular. I don't know if that was a shortage on dis- distribution or if it just was that popular. That's I think it was that popular. Wii, both. Wii Sports is the best-selling game of all time. It is. It's <laughs> it like is. 72 million copies of that game <clears throat> sold. It's crazy. I yep. mean, a lot of people say it doesn't count because it's included with it. But still, I mean, it's like, uh, why'd you buy a Wii? Yep. Probably because of that game. That's yep. why I bought it. Well, we talk about, you know, the PS3 and the Xbox 360 having 80 million units installed. I want to say the Wii is like at 120 million or I something can look like it that. Up. It's like, it's above, it's definitely above 100 million. I'm not sure what the exact number is. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. they definitely weren't constrained supply. It's out there. I mean, they just flooded the market with it. I never heard much about failures of the Wii either. Like, for as many units on the market, I never heard about many failures. To be fair, did anyone actually play it for more than a week? Except for when dust gathered on the yeah. thing forever and it got too heavy. A week? Uh, Get it? W-I-I-K? Seriously, man, just hit yourself in the head with that bottle. <laughs> I don't want to participate anymore. All right, let me see. What's the best-selling consoles of all time? Uh, let me see if I can pull this up here. Uh, Nintendo Wii has sold 100.3 million. Oh. 100 oh million. Oh, my gosh. Um, Nintendo DS sold 153 million. That's pretty impressive. Um, Handhold, yeah. I, I think as your I'm, I'm getting this off Wikipedia, points. so buyer beware with this information. Sure. Uh, the PS2 sold oh, 155 million copies. 150 million units. 155 and there's still some, time. probably, in some markets. Uh, they, they may not be manufacturing them anymore. Yeah. I'm going to look up Gus's favorite console of all time, the Wonderswan. Let's see what that the did. Wonder Swan? The Wonder Swan. That, that was, was, that was, was that ever sold outside of Japan? No, we used to always laugh because the Wonder Swan would beat the the original Xbox mm-hmm. in Japan. We didn't know what it was. We were yeah. like, what the hell is the Wonder Swan? But, the uh, Dreamcast would beat the original Xbox in Japan, even wow. though it, was, it had been discontinued by that point. Speaking of which. So the PlayStation 4 is just about to pass the Atari 5200. So congratulations to PlayStation for passing that in your first week. So the PlayStation is, so far, is only launched in a few countries, right? It's right. not even available in Japan yet. Not until February, I don't. I want to say. That's correct. Which yeah. is kind of wild to me, because it seems like Sony, Japan is more of a, a foothold for Sony than it is for let's, Microsoft. Let's it's be weird. honest. There's not a lot of games out. It's right. probably a smart strategic move to wait for the, the, the big titles that will move consoles. In the constant the spin d- that is the yeah. fanboyism of a console launch, uh-huh. one of the best ones I saw was a European guy made a thing saying, thank you, North American PlayStation 4 units, for beta testing our hardware <laughs> for us. It was like, all right, that's cute. you know. Yeah, Gavin actually was setting up his PS4 over there and uh, tried to log in with his PlayStation Plus uh, account that he already had. Couldn't get in. Not released in his country. Oh, <laughs> that's kind of lame. Yeah, isn't it? Oh, well. Uh, you know, I have to admit, I got to admit, like, with now that I've got a next-gen console and have a PS4, I literally didn't buy any games for it. I mean, not, not in the – I didn't pre-order anything. I just pre-ordered the unit. No like, hard copy Here, Yeah, here's yeah. a digital console. I'm just going to take it home and install games. I'm eating a little crow in my digital lifestyle <laughs> because the games are so big now. Yeah. Yep. I read something about the, that kid who got an Xbox One two weeks early – because uh, Target shipped it to him, and he just started like pumping out information about it on his YouTube channel before uh, Xbox shut him down. And uh, I think one of the games was 45 gigs. Yeah, yeah. I guess I didn't draw out the line. You know, I never imagined the titles would get above 20 gigs what, for a gaming. What's title. the cap on a Blu-ray? 50. 50? Okay. I think it's 50 or 60 gigs. Is that, that by the way, that was NBA. 2K14. Really? Yeah, it was enormous. We figure they have a lot of individual models for each of the players. That's true. So it's got to be like a lot of very distinct like polygons. Dude, it's, 45 sure gigs, you should have players in ah. the box. Like little, little dudes. They, they, they essentially do. <laughs> They'll scrimmage for you. But once we get fiber here, it's not going to be an issue. Yeah, it should, no, but it will be an issue because fiber. the the hard drive in it is 500 gigs. That's, and I, I that's wanna, what I'm worried about. Yeah, I want to store oh, more than Xbox, 10 yeah. games at a time, mm-hmm. you know. And, but... Uh, it, you, I mean, how does it work? So, like, let's say I have 10 games on my hard drive. Can I delete one, put a new one on it, and then later, if I want the other one back, re-download it from the cloud? According to, according at least to the way Xbox has operated in the past, yeah, you can you can download it again and again and again. Okay. I'm, I'm not overly concerned about in that. In fact, though. one of the arguments I always hear against the cloud lifestyle is that mm-hmm. you better hope that company doesn't go out of business because you don't mm-hmm. have that thing. And so if you need to get it again, you can't. Yeah. Well, you know? if... Sony, for example, goes out of business. They're not going to be making any more PS4 games anyway. So probably, yeah. it's it's I'm, 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 you are tied to that company regardless. So I'm, mm-hmm. not, I'm not worried in this particular instance because of that. Yeah, and I mean, a problem that's probably unique to us here. It is kind of a downer that 
six people trying to pull down that through one internet connection is way worse than just one. Yeah, we had to give one person in the company this week a dedicated internet connection. I wonder, can you move them around, though, after you do that? So, say I put it on... Does Sony support any sort of external So one USB of the first storage? episodes of the patch, yes. we showed the PS3's yeah, okay. version of DRM, which is you can put it on two devices. It's almost like the Apple iPod version. Well, not licensing. Can I just physically move the install? Like on an Xbox, oh, I no. can put the install files onto an external USB and just I, move it from machine I, to machine. I believe, and I, I, I'm going off the top of my head. How is that on DRM? I, I, I don't I think here? there is external. As long as your Xbox Live profile has the same game, you could still play it. No, uh, no. Sony's was directly tied to... Mm-hmm. Uh, units like you could put it on two units and that's it okay. it, did, it didn't check against your account it wasn't an online gotcha. check but it said it, this can go on two units and then that's it okay kind of the way an ipod works like i can associate with itunes like five iphones uh-huh. and then i'm done and that's it and i don't have to like log on to the itunes network to verify to play a song it's just tied to that and i can deactivate devices um whereas the 360 the xbox version of drm is that it makes you check in online Right. So the we're down the rabbit hole of DR, <laughs> DRM again. The PS4 does not support external uh, USB hard drives. So yes. You can't. I guess it wouldn't matter if it, it did, based on how that licensing works. Then no, I couldn't move things around. I, I we did do that with Steam all the time, where mm-hmm. you just download it once, and then you can back it up and move it to other offline storage, essentially. Right. But they have to have the game in their library to be able to and play it and install it. But at least you can move the files around, and only download it once. Right. Which is I like that feature. But again, this is stuff that probably really only affects us here. Mm-hmm. Well, like, let's go to, to get off this topic and go back mm-hmm. to it. Like, you were saying at the top of the podcast um, that you didn't like the way the headphone jack works on the PS4. To me, this is a really cool, sophisticated feature mm-hmm. because whenever I wanted to have game audio and chat audio in one place, I needed a solution like a Turtle Beach headset or a Razer mm-hmm. headset or something like that, which you guys admittedly yeah. already have. We're a unique Hunter. case in that complaint yeah. completely, and I admit that. Yeah, it's nothing to do necessarily with a bad feature of the device it's just for us mm-hmm. which nobody else cares about so sorry guys it, you know it can be tough but i think like <laughs> now they've eliminated the need to go out and buy a turtle beach headset or one of those bigger headsets you don't have to do it you do have a solution mm-hmm. there have been times where i'm playing like in bed or something and i don't want to wake anybody up or right. you know it's like you know it would have been helpful to have this well, kind of thing. also with those other headsets like you're talking about you either have to have a long cord running to your console or you have to have a wireless solution and it seems like you're choosing do i want TV audio, or do I want right. headphone audio? It's like one or the other. Here, at least, you got a really nice, discreet solution. I like mm-hmm. that. One thing I don't like about this controller, I love everything about this controller. I never liked the DualShock before. I freely mm-hmm. admit that. The DualShock just didn't do it for me. This one is awesome. This is a great controller. I have yet to use the touchpad in the middle. Mm-hmm. It seems like the only function of it is to make my fingers seem like they're as greasy as possible. <laughs> it's like I'm constantly cleaning this thing. Um, it's just like an Apple product in that sense. It also is the first controller in the history of all video games that made me like a D-pad. That's really? a great D-pad. Like even the 360, yeah. they had that one where you could nice. rotate it and like flatten it or yeah. make it kind of stand out. This is a really good D-pad. I it like does this have nice, nice tints. Uh, the the D pad is pretty strong. the The analog sticks feel really loose to me. Okay, like they're really there's not a lot of resistance there. But I hear that the analog sticks on the new Xbox One controller have been loosened a little bit too. So it could be that that's just the way things the way are going. It's going. Yeah, they're supposedly more sensitive, so that there's less dead zone as you're moving it around. Okay, so your fall off happens faster. Yeah, so maybe that's good. I have also heard that the, the rubber pads on this one, on the PS4 controller, I hear they wear out faster. Really? Uh, which is never, it's a, I've never had that problem. No. I, I like saw, the actual physical rubber wears down. I saw down. a post about that on Reddit. How could you? But not? it seemed like the guy manufactured that problem. I, well, he had it. to have. How could he have possibly worn it out in this Well, that's what he was saying. Look how fast I yeah, wore this out. It was out. before the PS4 had even come out. It was. It was. So was he just like running through his house, like, like dragging he, the console? Or he like took a Dremel to it or something. You know, it's like, oh, look, my Dremel can't play a PS4. He had no games, but he's just sitting there just thumbing the controller all day. Like, he's got a pencil yeah, any day this is going to be fun. Like this. <laughs> but, um, well, I think, I, does this connect to, you can connect these to PCs, can't you? Uh, uh, I think there's limited support at the okay. moment. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I don't think there's an official uh, SDK for it. I'm going to come back to that point in a second, but the one thing I don't like about this controller, what I was trying to say, is this bright light right here. Because yep. it is a problem that is, uh, the only people I know who play games like this are me and Jeff. But and just worse than I am, play games like this. Uh-huh. I hold the controller like this when I'm playing games tonight, and this light shines right in my <laughs> face. It's like I can't do that anymore. I also, just, like with a lot of glossy televisions now, I feel like that could be a problem with uh, reflection. Yeah, they've actually people have posted pictures of that reflecting across in their screen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's pretty bright. But uh, yeah, overall, I, I really like this controller a lot. I have yet to use any of the share functions, but I'm curious to see how that works out. Um, 
Oh, I was going to make a point here, so I was going to come back to that. Oh, oh, we were talking about um, the guy rubbing off the thing and would yeah. anybody do that. I was talking to our friend who had the HDMI problem right. uh, with his out-of-the-box unit, and he specifically he's, – he's in that kind of – he's in an upset, upset phase where his brand loyalty is being shaken mm-hmm. by this. And he's saying it's a much bigger problem than people realize because, A, he's having it. And, B, he said, <laughs> I went on Amazon, and I saw that 50% of the reviews on Amazon for the PS4 – are five stars and 50% are one stars. And it's all people in there saying that they have a PS4 and it's having out of the box issues. So this problem's huge. And I go, well, those could be fake reviews. And he said, well, who's going to get online and fake a review on Amazon? I go, people would absolutely do Welcome that. Welcome to the internet. They would, right? They would absolutely <laughs> do that. They would absolutely do that. So it's one of those things you got, you know, just take it with a grain of salt until yeah. we actually see how some of this stuff works out. Yep. Um, I feel like I need to mention this. I always forget. Uh, I want to encourage people to subscribe to the Rooster Teeth newsletter. If you go to roosterteeth.com slash subscribe, you can be uh, updated about uh, new information, new projects coming up, sales going on in the store. Uh, so go to roosterteeth.com slash subscribe. We promise we won't spam you. We won't sell your email address to anybody. It'll just be news from us that you want. Or if you don't want it, don't sign up. What do I care? And don't forget, when YouTube went down this week, roosterteeth.com was up and available to show videos like the patch. Bob could, time. Bob could have been walking all over Rooster Teeth. <laughs> Bob! <laughs> we are, we're, we're at time. Uh, so Farewell, Sam. We've, we, we've gone through the patch. So I want to thank everyone for watching. We'll be back on Monday with an episode of RT Podcast. And then again next Wednesday with another patch. Bye. <laughs>